to Minority Corner with an Eke and James, the, the Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins of podcasting. podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues, only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner, I don't know. I sound like I sound like the host of Big Brother right now. I don't know how I used to say this without a necky, but it's this week on Minority Corner. It is episode one sixty-seven, and we have sitting in the guest co-host chair. We have the beautiful, talented Angelique Rocher. You know her from many a thing on Marvel, hosting all kinds of things for Marvel, including the uh, Voices of Marvel podcast and corresponding all kinds of good stuff. We've got her holding down the fort with us, and we have so much to talk about. We need to talk about JLo and the Grammys. First of all, just in general, it seems like we're having a really not so great Black History Month. Uh, from JLo and the Grammys, uh, the thing that's going on with Jesse Smollett, everyone seems to have so many opinions about it and that people are questioning that it was maybe a hoax. We're going to unpack all of that. And most importantly, it just seems like white people people just can't stay away from blackface so we're going to talk about all of that and maybe uh it might be an overcorrection angelique thing so she's going to walk us through that and then i am going to tell you about the untold story of the first black film kiss uh, that happened way back in the beginning of cinema days black love loving black love all the way back then and uh it's gonna be great so so much to talk about and we're gonna sit down with angelique it's gonna be great it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fabulous Let's get into it. Oh, and we have beautiful new microphones. Isn't this great? Yeah. Angelique, Angelique, welcome to Minority Corner, Angelique. Oh my God, that was the best welcome I've ever gotten ever. Well, I'm just so excited that we're finally, this is like listeners. Months. Like I almost said years, but that would be me. <laughs> Over exaggerating, you know, when you get older, you just time is time is a construct. Time's relative. Ti- Ooh, yeah, time's relative, and it's hard to like keep track of like what. But it's been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. If only we had a TARDIS, we could just go back and do it right the first time. Yes, let's get one of those. Yes. I little background. So you are a fellow black person after my own heart, because it's like I feel like you're like. The mirrored version of myself, except that I will you take have this compliment. I don't. I will take this compliment. I'm you here know? for this. Uh, we're both <laughs> nerds. Yes. We're both black. Yes. Both fabulous. Yes. Both sort of like hosts and stuff at Marvel. Yeah. And uh, here we are. Here we are. I feel like when we first ran into each other, it was like love at first sight. You're adorable. That's <laughs> actually the first you? thought. I was like, he's so sweet. For reals, though, yeah. the first time I remember ever seeing you. Yeah. So. We have a mutual friend in common, also a co-host of yours. Yes. And it was the Disney marathon that you guys were doing. The Run Disney. And it was you, Ryan, Lorraine. And I was just like, oh, my God, he's so adorable. (laughs) Why is he so happy? Because I'm a runner and I'm just like, there's no way. I would be this happy, happy running. because I also knew you were taking multiple takes. Oh, wait. Well, I mean, we ran the whole thing. That happened. Like, oh, yeah. Like, but there were, and we'll shout out to uh, Jason, who ran with a camera the entire time. Latour? Latour. <gasps> Jason Latour, like, ran He's with a camera. He's an all-star. All-star man, all the time. He's an all-star. I, yeah, but I think that's, for me, like... 
I have never run a 10K before in my life. And <laughs> wait, I, you were like the most fit person. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, because I'm I'm like I'm like fit for photos. Were you like once upon a time a cheerleader? Like I feel like I this, wish. I, I, you would have been an amazing cheerleader. No, but it was just I went to like a military high school. Don't oh, ask, don't tell. I am listening. I and what so, military high school? I went Vannon High School, mm. Travis Air Force Base. And it was, oh, Travis Air Force. Yes, Base. you've heard. Mm, I have <laughs> really legit. <laughs> I was I did ROTC and I uh, graduated oh. from Leadership Training Academy in the Army, and oh. my boo might be in the Air Force. Okay, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe. so. We're no, I have some yeah. friends. I don't have to spill all the tea. It's just, we're only two minutes in. We are two minutes in. You don't need my life story. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it out of you. But I, yeah, I would have loved to. There's so many pins already. See, you're right at home because we're in Tangent City. You're the mayor. I'm here. I'm just, I'm the uh, the deputy mayor. I also have a superpower. Oh, what it's is it? getting people on tangents. Oh, well, it's working. <laughs> Great power. What would you use that for? Like, how would you use it to, like, save the world? Oh, I know. Sorry, you go. <laughs> it just worked. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Great. Oh, my God. Where are we? Oh, uh, right, oh, I would have never ran a 10K marathon, like, on my own by... <laughs> Because of something about like the, we're doing it for the show and anything for the cameras, you know, and uh, that made it running easier because I was like, got to do it to show, put it on a show. Priorities. But I have never ran a 10K since. Afterwards, I was like, yeah, I'll do more. Nope. And I'm like, why would I? No one's filming this. Why am I running this? For someone who's sick? Okay, here's some money instead. Uh, yeah, no, I actually, we diverge on that. I've, I've done several half marathons. Okay. For yeah. the giggles. Oh, wait. Just for the giggles. Just for fun. Oh, okay. I was like, who are the giggles? I mean, also, that is a kids' TV show, I'm pretty sure, but no. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) I... So okay, here we are. So you're in, you're here in the show, and what? Where where do you hail from? What's your? Give us your like. What's where do you come from? Uh, a small little place called Port Allen, Louisiana. Oh, I have family from Louisiana. Oh, I'm not surprised. Oh, really? Yeah. We're At probably all. family in some way. What's so fun about this is having you on is like, I'm getting to know. <laughs> We've maybe had like two conversations before. Yes. <laughs> and so it's fun because you're co-hosting and like, we don't know each other. This is going to be an amazing episode. Yeah, because we're just going to discover as we go along. So you're from Louisiana. I am. When did you leave? Oh, good goodness. Uh... 13 years ago. Okay. Aged. Uh, yeah, I finished law school and then I went to D.C. So you left when you were 13. I left when I was a good 13. Wait, law school? Yeah, that's the thing I Holy did. shit. You're like uh, Annalise Keating. I did a thing. Okay. I passed a bar. Oh my God, that's amazing. And that's then, more bars than I've passed. I've been to a bar. Mm, I've been two. to a lot of bars. Okay. I've yeah. served behind a bar too. Look at you. So you passed the bar, served the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been serving for a while. Um, yeah. And then I worked on the Hill for oh, okay. uh, a couple of years and went into politics. The Hill? Yeah. You've lived like both like, I don't know if you watch Scandal. Or, I, uh, okay. ju- like, the the I real life, to- <laughs> the real life life judy smith is an idol oh god see this is great you're right at home i because it's like you live both like the lives of like annalise keating and olivia pope 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess like, but Olivia Pope did start off as a lawyer. She did. And, she didn't, and then yeah. she's like, I'm not doing this not law doing thing. This. I'm going into politics. Fix things. I well, that's dope. So you went and did the politics stuff. Yeah, I was a fixer for a while. Oh my god! That's Literally, amazing. I went and fixed things on political campaigns. Uh, and then I came to New York. Former boss asked me to come be a fixer again, but branding and communications for a foundation. Amazing. Uh, and then last year, I was like. You know what? Bump this adult stuff. Yeah, fuck that. I'm gonna go back and uh, pull on my acting roots yes. and my journalism roots. Yeah. And I went full time artist. Congratulations, all the snaps, Thanks. all the snaps. You're like living the dream. It's been crazy you're doing it. I love it because I just see you like you're hosting stuff. You're on panels. You're doing podcasts. You're doing shows. Like you're just like a woman of the world on the go doing the shit. I'm trying to because yeah. if you know if you're not busy. And the grams don't say you're working. No one thinks that you're working. Ooh, it's like when a tree falls and no one's around to hear it. It's that same sort of thing. It's like if a person has an Instagram, but they only have one follower. Are they really posting? Are they really posting? Is Mm. it happening? But it... It's so interesting though too because it's like I like I feel like you know I did two commercials this past like month and I'm feeling booked and busy but it's like I'm doing like my passion like every day and because I'm not on like a hit TV show yet winning Emmys like yet. on the outside perspective like people are like it's weird because when you're in it like I don't know about like for me I don't feel like everyone's like oh my god you're doing so well and I'm like oh am I? I'm okay I I'm just doing what I'm I'm just doing what I know to do and I'm just grinding away uh, but from the outside perspective and sometimes like for me it might be like a month or two or some t- long time in between projects which is why I just started like doing stand-up comedy because it's like I feel like with nowadays there's never an excuse to not like work and follow your passions like yeah. there's there's an avenue like it's like if you are a hit basket weaver there's an audience for you you can have a YouTube channel and Etsy. teach people how to do it yeah I mean like it's like now everything is so accessible so sell those baskets <laughs> get those baskets and no one's buying those baskets then you find a creative way you do something else go you know? do go, go do an art basket exhibit and exactly. paint those baskets you bring the art to them so you know there's just never an excuse no I absolutely agree and I think it's it's one of those things that I think a year in I like really struggled where I'm so used to being busy and I went from being uh, a vice president of a foundation to being like okay so it's January cool 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 yeah can't take any more vacation because if I don't work rent don't get paid and you know what I like hmm like to eat some food now and then man I love food food is a great food is amazing what would we I'm glad I'm not a cat I said it. I know. And there's a cat right outside those doors. A cat is staring at you right Probably. now. He's like, what do you mean? You're just so dependent on like, I love I can go get food when I want, when I need it. I just take my, my feet and I walk over to the store, the food store, put my card in the machine and gobble, gobble, gobble. That is not what a cat does. Well, a cat is kind of like, I know. when are you, yeah. when are you bringing me food? Oh, this chatty cat is like meowing in the mornings and sometimes it'll just have eaten and it's just like, meow. I'm like, you just, bitch, you just ate. Well, he's actually, I don't know if he identifies as a woman, but you know what? I'm doing it as like an endearing thing. You know? I also like, feel like girl. that word is all genders. I like to use it as like, well, I like to use it in correct company and I don't like to ever use it like in a derogatory way. It's yes. more like, 
it's interchangeable with like girl, which I use girl for men and women. Yes. And so in fact, like with my guy friends, it's like a, it's like, it's like we're close like sisters. That means that we're really good friends. But I like, like it. You know, hey girl, that sort of a thing. And I had to get a really good friend who identifies gender non-binary mm. who did the, here are the things that you can say. And yeah. one of them was like, Girl, yeah, like G U R L, like girl. Yes. Let yeah. me tell you, because it's almost like it does it. It means something else, you yeah. know. Like it has a different meaning. It's sort of like the energy behind it. But you know what doesn't have a different meaning? What you know, Black History Month and oh. all the things that are going on in the world. There's those so meetings things. never actually changed. You know, we're having a. I know you're going to talk about this in your corner, but we're having a fucked up Black History Month. Yo. I don't know what's going yeah. on. How did we go from last year Wakanda forever to, well, I want to take a journey on like, here's what, let's go over the list of the fucked up things that are happening for Black History Month. So J-Lo at the Grammys. Like, okay, so you have to school me in because I'm going to tell you right now, yes. I tuned in, okay. Alicia Keys opened her mouth, yes. I cut it off. Okay, fair, yeah. Look, I love Alicia Keys. She's a great singer. She defined my collegiate career. It's kind of boring. But. It's kind of boring. Alicia Bay. The same way they put you back behind the piano. Ooh. Look, she tried. Yeah. Some, some people. Whitney Houston had four dance moves. God yes. rest her soul. She had the, the two four. Step, she had the little two-step side touch. She had a little jump. Little jump thing. She had the twirl around. Yes. And then she had the. Ooh, the little shimmy she shake. She had the shimmy shake. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. Look. Alicia, I love you, Bay. I, I really appreciate who you are as a person. Every you. People are conflicted about you and you. Swiss, and I get that. You had a beautiful <laughs> child. But for the Grammys yeah it was uh, but you know what here's the thing I and then her stylist well I actually didn't I, I here's why I will say people were actually were saying she was the best part of the Grammys really I didn't watch it because I felt like she had this like cool like like sort of like she was kind of like I'm kind of stoned and like we're all gonna hang out it was like a hangout like she made you feel like you were just like hanging out listening to some music and so was it like she was making cocoa for you and asking for your number Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it put everyone at ease because usually the Grammys hosts are like terrible, and there's something about like her sort of nonchalant boringness that just sort of won everyone over. Uh, but what did not win everybody over? Jennifer Lopez and I. I don't have the original Fly Girl. Original Jenny from the block, like she's right down the street. She used to be, you know. We're here in Harlem. She's right across the way over there, and I like I. I oh god I have such mixed feelings about Jennifer I love and appreciate Jennifer Lopez but what happened oh so they did a Motown tribute and she she did a mo. they were like they're doing a Motown tribute and they're like Jennifer Lopez will do the Motown tribute and I think she would be great for like a Latin explosion tribute or something Motown is about like when you think about Motown what do you think about Oh, you're so angry right now. I'm so angry right now. I can't even see. <laughs> you're so think. processing. Wow. Yeah, Wait. That yeah, that I mean, so, so here's the thing. As, yeah. like, as a person who is who identifies as multi-ethnic, but yes. also in our country, I am black. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, you I just, feel that. Let's be real. It's just like, mm, just click this box. This is, <laughs> let's just do this. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I'd get more creative about all the things that I, I am. And I'm like, well, that's later. That's like. Other and. That's like fourth date. Fourth date. <laughs> But uh, here's the thing. Yeah. Salinas needed, he had a, you weren't going to pick Danielle Brooks. No. To play Salina. No. But I'd pick Danielle Brooks to 
sing anything. Yeah. Mo- I- anything. Yeah. Motown. Yes. Or, I mean, it's you know, like, Jill it? Scott. I mean, or Alicia India Ari. Alicia Keys was right there. I, I mean, mean Alicia Key, range. Mm. Yes. Uh, you could attack. Janelle Monet was sitting in the audience. Like, do they not? So I many just, people. Why? Hmm. There's so many people that like was Mary J. Blair is not available. Like it just is so weird that they were. I appreciate Fantasia. Like who? There was a lot of people that I feel like could have been available. And like and also like J Lo like. Chris, I'm oh well, Chrisette Michelle is going to be available from now to Kingdom Come. Well, that's very true. Mm. I but like I I I just like like I feel like J Lo. It was an opportunity for her to be like mm, I don't think I should do this. Similar to like when Scarlett Johansson finally stopped taking roles that are not for her. I Has think she? like. She was going to play that transgender role and people were like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, okay, I guess I'm not going to do it. So she backed away from it. Okay. Yeah. So Points for you. Yeah. I guess like, so, and also like, I'm already was kind of side-eyeing Jennifer Lopez and it's not her fault. But I love J-Lo. I appreciate her as an entertainer. I... And it's just like, this was the wrong. And she was like dancing all sexy. And part of Motown was the idea that let's not like, uh, Barry Gordon didn't want them to. Have he was to in a be, line. And he didn't want them to have to be sexy. Cause he was like, that's what people are expecting from black entertainers to be sexy, to sell their music. And he wanted it to be about the voices. And Jennifer Lopez was in a very sexy dance costume and salsa dancing. Why is there salsa dancing with Motown? Also like, wasn't it the same night they honored Diana Ross? Probably. And wasn't she there? Just get her over there. Just. I mean, they could have gotten the entire Ross family. There's many, yeah. There's many, many Rosses. Yeah. And it was on ABC, so Tracy Ellis Ross was a stone's throw away on the Blackish set. She was in the second row. I saw her suit. was amazing. See? She could have That green suit. She should have had her host the Grammys, because I feel like she hosted something recently. I think maybe she hosted it last year. Just keep keep her in it. Yeah, she did. Uh, she it was her and Anthony Anderson hosted something together. Oh, well, him. Yeah. My contact's going on. Oh, a, on a loop right see, now. See, this gets. See how y'all get get us all riled up. I. <laughs> you know what white people do love though. Mm. I apparently like y'all love blackface. Y'all. I was gonna say blackface, but I was kind of scared. I was like. Uh, it would really be funny if I was gonna. You blackface? Know, like, blackface. I was like, no, um, ice cream. <laughs> And you're like, whoa, I'm taking this show in a direction. Great. I, I see we're on two different pages. Yeah, I'm just gonna... Um, I mean, not all white people sure, like of course, blackface, but, but I, lot, I think there apparently. are a lot... I don't know if it's like like... coming out of the I woodwork. I feel like it's except... I, I feel like there's this weird thing where cultural appropriation is not even the ish anymore. Mm, now yeah. it's like... We're trying to honor something that we should probably be knowledgeable about. Mm, yeah. Because there's a thin line between being knowledgeable about the existence of something that happened in our past. Yes. But then negating the reason why, why it yeah. happened. Yeah. We got to look at that, too. And mm. then and then you look at the why. Like, at first, you're like, oh, my God, this will be fun. I'm going to I'm going to wear this, you know, black shoe polish on my face. And you look at the history and you're like, oh, wait, I don't want to do that because that's fucked up. And then a, a quick little Google search will do you well. I, I think what's happening is that like what we're finding out. I'm just going to go on the assumption that <laughs> that if you're white, you probably have done blackface at some point in your life. And maybe you just didn't know, like, because the time we didn't have Google in the 80s, because, like, it's just coming out of the woodwork. It's it's so weird. And it's one of these things where I, from the shoe situation this week to the sweater 
The sweater, oh, God, I think. The sweater, the I Gucci think the sweater. Gucci sweater might have been. Oh, God. I think the Gucci sweater might have been like my line. Like, look, I get it. The governor of Virginia. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say fine, whatever. Mm. I am going to say not so surprised yeah. that back in the 80s you thought this was a good idea. Right. Yeah. Because you were ignorant. Well, but also, the line got me on the Gucci sweater. Mm and the little kids at the Black History Month celebration oh. with the black face paper masks. Nope, didn't Have see that not? one. Have you not? Didn't oh. see that one. You know what? There's so much, Their teacher there's, thought this was okay. There's so much black face news that comes out every day that I can't keep up. I like feel it's like almost I have like to reach for my phone. Oh, well, <laughs> as you're getting that one, did you hear about the Louisiana cops who back in 1993 wore blackface as part of like an undercover sting operation to go buy drugs and break up this illegal like black drug ring okay so let's have a conversation about louisiana <laughs> let's have a moment there is such a very do you know yeah so plessy Tell versus me. ferguson oh, um yep yeah. plessy versus ferguson was a thing but before plessy yeah plessy versus ferguson which was the young man who got on the train yep uh and was like hey i'm black yeah and they were like hey you gotta get sit in the back and he's like no, no, no um that's actually more like the drunk history retelling of that guy. So you should probably go read that yourself. No. But point yeah. being is Nuts and bolts. people don't understand that he actually was so fair skinned. Mm. He had to tell them. Oh, so the, so for me, when people are like, I had to in Louisiana that you had to oh, put on blackface right. for a sting. I'm like, did so, you really? Yeah. Did you really? Because I just, just recall a lot of my cousins who are Mexican and German and Haitian. Yeah look like they could be anything yeah because pe- black people come in all shades Jeez. shapes oh, and we, colors we are dysphoria or what is it called D- dis- diaspora I, yes. knew it was a thing. I never said that. i'm pretty sure before. that was a medical condition but diaspora <laughs> the african dysphoria <laughs> i you know, i have african dysphoria it means like i am just seeing like african fabulous in a euphoric manner i'm uh, here for this i also just like wondering like how do those louisiana cops like, like, also, I also, sure. yeah, that's what I'm about to like, say. If it did not work, it I'll doesn't matter. Okay, so if you are trying to pass yourself as a black person and you put on some shoe polish on your face, and we know we're gonna be like, oh, hey, look at this white man in blackface. Like, we know it, we get it, we I mean, see it. Is it the same concept of going to like it's like self tanning? Is the same concept of going mm. to the tanning salon and getting mm. a little browner? Like, it's just one of those moments where I'm like. What? You actually don't have. It's not going to change your. No. Nope. Doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. No. But they just don't. They just don't know. They're buffoonery. So these are the real buffoons. Oh, you're pulling up the. Um, I'm pull. I'm pulling. I'm pulling up the list of blackface. Yeah. Here's the thing. This, I feel like I'm I should just tell- have like a Google alert. But then my, you know what? My Gmail mailbox would be so full of like all of the blackface, blackface, and nobody wants that. Yeah. It's so a lot of so you've got Ralph Northman. And didn't Nick Cannon also say someone was so doing blackface? So Nick Cannon came out, and I'm looking for the. I'm looking for that particular article now. Nick Cannon calls out Jimmy Fallon, Ugh. Kimmel, and Sarah Silverman for past use of blackface. See. And I bet it was in a time past since I was alive on this planet. Like if I was alive on this planet and you did blackface, it wasn't okay. But like, like Gucci Gucci Prada. Well, that goes <laughs> Sarah Silverman. 
I and mean, Jimmy Kimmel. Which is why you just need more black friends. If you had more black people in your lives and your communities. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Jimmy Fallon literally has the roots. I'm sorry. Mm. Time out. But is this he's got recent? a lot of black was friends. He recently doing blackface. Oh my goodness. This is, I don't want to see it. It's horrific. Oh, I wish your eyes are just like in shock. Your eyes literally drop down to the ground. They're on the ground and they're going back into your face. Boop. And you're nope. Now your jaw's oh. on the ground. Now you're oh no. And it's like this is I don't. This wanna, is bad. Like, it's pretty on point blackface. Like I mean, I will I will have to say like, if we is, were gonna give a gold star. This is Jimmy Fallon did the best. This is and that's and we shouldn't we shouldn't be giving a gold star for blackface. And you no. don't want to win an award for blackface. No, better than the cops in Louisiana because there was really, was really shitty. Like they literally just put like some smudges on their face and was like going undercover. But this is like someone looked at some pictures, did the work, and uh, got it done. Oh, that's bad. Oh my. Those are recent, by the way. Those are those are recent. Like within the last like fifteen years. So, there's that. Wow. Well, I mean, I respect. I res- You know what? Sometimes Nick Cannon, some, some, I question. Yeah. Right now, Nick but you Cannon. You know what? He's doing. He's doing the. He's, he's doing, doing the Lord's work. He's doing the Lord's work. He's getting the information out to the peoples. So I'm in the same way. With all this blackface talk, I feel like we should kick it off into your main corner because I feel like <laughs> we'll pass the blackface baton over to you. Yeah, I think it is such a crazy thing right now because as we look at the concepts of blackface, we look at the concepts of so many of our heroes. Yeah. I literally want to be like, for anyone listening, please, y'all, can we move Black History Month due to Ooh. the immense amount of blackface? We need a redo for this year. I need a redo. And surely, not, I'm not even taking into account every other transgression mm. that has happened You're during the great month yeah. of February. Mm. Uh, but just on blackface alone, because yeah. yeah. like when you think about the fact that like greats that we look up to, like Josephine Baker yeah. um, and, and all of these other folks who had to, not only were they required to wear blackface, but in some cases were banned from wearing their own hair, were banned from wearing suits and yeah. looking professional, yeah. um, and and were taught that that they couldn't perform certain types of music. And I think Meanwhile, such, they're taking that music and doing it for themselves. You can't perform it, but, but we, we can. Will. Well, and then you decide that you want to mimic this idea of of minstrel bug-eyed slack tooth jezebels and kingfishes and this this concept of amos and andy's what a lot of people don't realize amos and andy once it got to tv was actually banned in certain african countries because of the negative depiction that that. it had of people who were african-american because we look like them yeah and so having this concept of looking at everything this has been steeped in it's not risque Mm. it's not fun Mm. it's not something that is challenging the norm and you know what i'm going to bring up um my not so used to be favorite rapper no longer kanye west and this goes back to that moment when someone says that he's reclaiming the n-word and he's reclaiming the the confederate flag Mm. this sits there for me yeah because the tomfoolery of having that moment when you're like i'm gonna reclaim the n-word and i'm gonna reclaim the confederate flag and i'm just like 
So you're canceled. And this was like five years before people canceled him. You were like, I was like, as soon as he was like, I'm coming. I was like, you're canceled. It's like you already saw it coming. After 808 and Harp. You were like, this isn't going anywhere good. I'm going to. It's like you saw like Kanye's stock about to like fall. And you're like, I'm going to take my Kanye stock out now Mm -hmm. because this shit's going to crash. And I think the difference between and and I think the only reason, God bless it. And you can at me. One of the reasons Kanye (laughs) is still making money is not people who look like us. No, it is not people who look like us. Yeah, we've stopped a long time. ago. Because I was just like, what is this scoop, scoopy doop, doop? Do poopy doop doop doop. Jiving. Yo, he was he trying to shuck it and jive. He I have a drive his way up to the White House. That's what he did. But haha, this goes back to what I was going to tell you earlier. Oh, okay. You're like, so how are we here in yeah. Black History Month? This right. actually goes straight. Very thanks for the segue. Oh, boom. Ah. Um, I I think it is because we had. It's, it's similar to the president. Mm. We had eight years of Barack Obama. And for what you 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 love and you you hate about President Barack Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama. Say their names. Also at the Grammys looking. Amazing. Oh, not to tangent too much, but I am uh, doing her audio book right now of Becoming. Go get life changing audiobook because and the great thing about like reading it is fine, but here's the thing: you get the audiobook, it's her in your ear holes telling her life story, like her incredible life her story, incredible life story, because it's a relatable life story. And I'm only six hours into the 19 hour epic, and it's yeah, I'm at the part where her dad. It's just like died. a CBS mini series. Jesus, um, so good. I'm sorry, but continue. But yes. this, I mean, but this is. It goes back to this overcorrecting. It's just mm. we. Oh, like we went too had far such in that direction. a black mm. 2018. Mm. It was. It oh, was. Oh, I see. It was a black. Yeah. We got a black mm. Spider Man. Yeah. We got black Panther. Yeah. We got that black country. We got. We got black queens. We got all ooh, of the childish ooh. Gambino black it uh, blackness. Dirty computer and all of its black queer fabulousness, which also oh, Janelle still side eyeing the Grammys of like she didn't. She was nominated for one fucking award and didn't take home anything. And VMAs don't get me started with you. How is she not nominated for any videos? She's getting the Prince treatment. They don't. See, they don't see the brilliance. She also doesn't go into a nice, neat little box for everybody because her music is all different kinds of genres. That's why she's so beautiful. Right. And they don't know how we're in such a place where we got to put everybody into their boxes. Mm -hmm. And and when we don't know how, I think this also goes with like why people are so quick. Sorry to bring it back to what we were talking about earlier, but some people are so quick to try to like judge and define things because they need something to go into a box so they can feel whatever they need to feel about it. Like they need to like with Jesse, like, oh, he did it or he didn't do it. Or instead of like, why can't we live in more of a world of like ambiguity and be okay with like, I don't know. We don't know yet. I don't know. Yeah. We don't. We don't don't know. know yet. I don't know. I don't know and just live in that and it's okay like everybody just they freak out unless they know something specifically like what's your music and what race are you and what sexuality are you yeah and i and i think that i think that boils down to this this idea of again overcorrecting. like we had a really mm. really good amidst all of the craziness that happened at the federal level 
Yes. Um, we had a really amazing year mm. for actors in production. Mm. Blackish is still doing well. Yes. We got Grownish. Grown-ish. We got Youngish is going to start out. Did you hear about the new backdoor pilot where it's going to be about Tracy Ellis Ross's character? They're going to do an episode where it's her flashing back to her and her younger self, Rainbow, and it's served up as a black backdoor uh pilot for it to be another show. Isn't that amazing? Because she's like the best character. Well, one of the best. Because the as mom is the grandma's also oh, fucking amazing. Jennifer fucking Jennifer uh, Jennifer Lewis. Queen mother. Oh my god. Queen mother. She is just phenomenal. She's everything. She's she's all of it. She, Alfrey Woodard, and Angela Bassett. Oh. Can they just be can my great get- can they just be my great my 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 godmothers. I um, want them to be my godmothers. Where is their movie? Like I feel like we get movies where you get all like the old white lady actresses. Not old, but you get like the like the older white lady actresses together for some phenomenal movie. Where is like Angela Bassett, Alfre Woodard, and Jennifer Lewis just and all Cicely Tyson and Cicely Tyson? Oh my God, where's and their gold Davis? Where is their too. Golden Girls? Yeah, or like just that movie where they're just like figuring it out. Maybe they rob a bank just for fun or something. Well. It's like widows, but just Viola's already done that. Yeah. And we don't want to visit that because yeah. of a particular actor who also ruined Black History Month. Oh, because yeah. clearly, just, you, Liam, just why did you, just why did you open your mouth? Yeah, diverging information that you just didn't necessarily have to uh, diverge about. But and you, and or Michelle Rodriguez, who oh, could she do? Kept her mouth shut. What'd she say? She said, if, if I'm recalling it right, it was Michelle Rodriguez who said that. Liam couldn't be racist because of the way he kisses. Oh, okay. Well, I'm hoping... But she was canceled after Fast and Furious. Wait, hold on. I'm going to pump my brakes on this. Fast and Furious, I love the Fast and the Furious franchise. No, I was just saying, Michelle, in the oh. midst of all that... Oh, yeah. Womp, womp. Because she, oh, yeah. she's also the same one that says, stop claiming all the white superheroes. Why can't we just have... Our own superheroes. Mm. You know what? I want Miles Morales. You let me. You let me have. Yeah, it's such an interesting conversation because I do understand the idea of making new superheroes. But the thing is that the superheroes that do exist have such a history and connection to them. Yeah, you're right. You did just pull up the article. Yep, fact checked right here live. I just want to make sure I'm fact checking, and it's on Fox News, which means well, it's you know Fox News is reporting something about racism that it's <laughs> there's when they say. Hey, someone's not racist. Yeah. Then at least the quote was right. Yeah, at least the quote was right. We're not gonna talk about the commentary. Yeah, nope, not even. But I do think like it's like uh like they're talking about doing like, you know, a black buffy and like I do like Which I, is interesting. I think I think the concept for Slayer yeah. um is we really because we slay all day. Slay all all day, day. Which I think is very different from Charmed, right? Like Charmed, yes. they basically use the same power of three concept. They put them, they try to do the Buffy thing where you right. took her from the movie where she was actually in a city in California and yes. put her in a fake city and they try right. to do that with Charmed and then they mixed it all up and it's Afro-Caribbean and Hispanic and Latinx mm. and I, I get it. But also like the plot just ain't there mm. for that show. Yeah the way we would have wanted to be to be such a pinnacle charmed yeah and then i'm gonna get back to slayer yeah but charmed was the first time we got a mainstream witch show and it basically defined mm. feminism and mm. the occult yeah in 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 pop culture mm. and so for it to be such a key show yeah. you needed to get that 
right yeah. and for it to have been on for so long yeah. and you have That's so much of a ca- so much yo on forever the canon and the comics and yeah. the books like it was such a monstrous thing to take on yeah. that you couldn't really just throw it just half-assed yeah, right it needed so, some, some careful consideration work because the fan base is so like die hard as well yeah so that's just... like a babylon 5 fan base and trust sure, me yeah i unfortunately <laughs> have caught the raft of oh, the babylon 5 yeah, don't cross those pa- i did who's, i did it's who's fine. more treacherous to cross the bay hive or the babylon 5 that's always going to be the bay hive okay because they are wider we'll get you and there's because there's okay. crossover Ooh, yeah there's a lot of crossover but back to slayer i think you know at least they're not tech she's not technically buffy no she's not she's another buffy. slayer totally which works. i think which I changes also, it a little bit and i'm actually always a fan of the uh i love reboots because reboot literally def- like when you turn your computer off and you reboot it you're not getting you're just literally starting it back up you know like right. there's a boomerang reboot where, where I went to the premiere recently how did you feel about it uh, I watched the first episode it's cute I'm glad that there's you know young black people doing fabulous things and you know I'm and I'm, I'm an actor looking for work so if I end up on that show I'm I in like- all your black history month cheer I love you so much <laughs> I, I'm not as like I feel like BET programming has gotten better and so oh, yeah. as an actor like I'm like oh, okay I'll go do a show on BET like yeah. oh, I'll look at like, this Incan Temp was actually really good I had a oh, chance to go to I that actually, screening I heard yeah um, and one of, and one of the actresses on there who's amazing is also a huge sci-fi nerd um, from Toronto oh good pronunciation look at you I went silent there silent second T I went there and they were like we'd almost knew that you were from here, except for Toronto. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. No, don't. It's not Just Toronto. stop saying it's Toronto. Toronto. Don't. Nope. Get that tea <laughs> out of here. But like, I, I like, you know, like when you have like, you know, James Ball, not James, not James Baldwin is not an iconic character. He's an iconic human being. <laughs> James Bond. Yeah. Yes. Iconic character. And so like, I feel like you can have new iterations of those. And I think it's great for, you know, other people to get into the game. So yeah. like having, you know, a, 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 a different race or sexuality. Because it's kind of a sign. It's a, it's a sign. It's yeah. a, it's, and they're it's, made up people. So it's like, it's okay that someone else does it. So Doctor down. Who, and let's I, be real. Doctor Who. Yes. Here's thing. It's Jodie Whittaker has been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. It took only, you know, however long. I just think that like everyone you know, just. 50 plus years. <laughs> God. I just think like in general, and this goes back to like what we've been talking about the whole entire episode, like. And people just need to like calm the fuck down a little bit about some of these things. Like, but also be more aware about others. Done. Great. I think that's a good note to end on for that segment. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you binge watch TV at least 80 hours a week, Inside Pop is definitely not for you. Sean, that's a little extreme and also not quite true. Okay, Amita, how about Inside Pop is the podcast for people who love and appreciate the best pop culture has to offer. Oh, much better. In every episode, we interview the people who create the culture you crave. Past interviews include the showrunner of Ava DuVernay's Queen Sugar and Mudbound director Dee Rees. You'll also get the very best pop culture recommendations in our Big Sell segment. Plus the opinions of two TV producers who are pop culture obsessives and actually do binge 80 hours of TV a week. Eyeballs. So tired. Listen to Inside Pop every other Wednesday on the Maximum Fun Podcast Network.
All right, we're back. So in honor of Valentine's Day, I wanted to talk about black love. Because uh, Valentine's Day, it was yesterday when we're recording this. By the time you're listening to this, the listeners will be a week ago. But love is still in the air. I mean, they have imaginations. Yeah. Go back to that time when it was Thursday and where you were might have been rainy or cold or wet. You might have been alone. You might have been with a lover. You might have been black. You might have been not. You might have been wearing blackface, which you need to take that off. Go back and tell your past self, we're not doing that today. Not on Valentine's Day and not on any day. Hop in your TARDIS. Get it done. Get it done. Take that blackface off. And now let's get into black love. <laughs> See, like that? Um, so I wanted to talk about one of the first um, black uh, love films of the early film industry. It's, uh, I, this is none of this, sadly, is going to be a surprise to you because you know all of this. I thought I was going to be like, ooh, I'm going to share an, an untold story. But you already know this because you're ahead of the time. So just indulge me. I'm listening. Ah, yes. So unbeknownst to many uh, folks, uh, black love in film dates back to the beginning of the cinema. So since there was cinema, then there was black love in the cinema as well. So in Paris in 1895, uh, this is when this first film was screened, and it was called Something Good Dash Negro Kiss. I love it because there wasn't anything like Coons be kissing or anything like horror. It was just was a nice like title of the time. I uh, there was a feel free, feel free to comment or give. I'm just really commentary. excited because oh, I'm like okay. thinking I'm thinking of the the oh, film makes me it. very happy. Okay. So definitely because it's so adorable. It's adorable. We're gonna link it. It's very cute. Uh, if you're like I don't have time, relax. It's a fu- it's a minute. Remember movies back you then need were it. short. You like, need it. You need it in your life. It'll make you happy. Put down someone's Instagram story of them in blackface and go watch this and go right. watch two actual black people. Healing kissing I uh, mean everyone needs black love in their life they do and uh, so it was just about a minute or so it's a uh, long silent and black black and white and so you can you don't need headphones if you don't have them so you can listen watch it anywhere at work it's work appropriate it's work appropriate and this is just decades after the civil war came to an end um, and black folks were free which also I believe means that this is post this is after cause Civil War happened and then it was like Birth of a Nation happened shortly afterwards. So this is like a great movie featuring black people shortly after the Civil War, which is like weird because I don't think about like good movies featuring black people until like Spike Lee <laughs> do right. the right thing. <laughs> like, well, and a lot of times it's because, you know, the, they didn't have the money for it. I know we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. One of the the gentlemen from Amos and Andy was mm. a director. Yes. And he funded a lot oh, yeah. of stories yes. um, that showed the black middle class, that yeah. showed black folks getting married. That And it was just, it's so unique that sometimes we forget we don't need anything spectacular. Nope. I'm okay with a rom-com. So there's a rom-com actually that came out. I saw it at TIFF last year. Yeah. Which Shashir Zameda. Oh, right. And it made me so happy. It was so, so awkward. Yeah. It was so very awkward. Yeah. yeah. In the best way possible because I'm like, it's awkward millennial love mm. and it that's enough mm. like that's okay i love like, it like i don't need anything exploding nope. i don't need any babies mamas don't need them i don't need a divorce I, there was a breakup okay that's fine that's fine but yeah i was like 
it's a black rom-com and we're getting to see that and it's such a rare and like a well done one too mm-hmm. because like you said sometimes it's like we don't have necessarily like the budgets of some of these other films or stuff or some folks maybe don't get to go to like the elite sort of film schools or whatnot um so, but this is great because I mean something good. I like I said, it, it's just over. Oh, this is now saying it's just over twenty seconds long, so it's short. So blink and film you'll miss was expensive, it. guys. Yeah, and it features these vaudeville actors, uh, Saint Subtle and Gertie Brown. Oh, these are amazing stage names. I miss stage names. Like I wish we still Saint Wait. Subtle and Gertie Brown. I. I want that to be my new AOL screen name. Saint Su- oh, AOL. Because you're like, I'm not really going to use this. Because it's AOL. Because, you know, I'm I got not. you. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really glad you but caught you that. I want it like, as like, oh, yeah, like, I can't wait for this thing that I'm not really going to use. And so in the movie, in uh, Something Good, Negro Kiss, they're flirting with each other. And uh, this was almost a forgotten movie, but it was found and donated to USC, University of Southern California, where I wanted to go, but I couldn't go because it was a private school and it was really expensive. So I went to UCSC instead. Tell me how you really feel about it. (laughs) I'd probably have my Oscar right now. Um, It's coming. It's coming. I'll be repping the banana slugs well. Claim it. Yeah, speaking into existence. Was, wait, did you? Do, is that the mascot? What the banana slug is our mascot? What is a? Ba- you know what a banana slug is? I have no idea. Going, I am from California. the south. We got banana slugs over in California. They're like ju- are those like huge. slugs, but they're shaped like bananas, and they're huge, and you're supposed to kiss them, and they taste like bananas. <laughs> you know what? Those slugs aren't Prince Naveen, and Just my wait. name is not Tiana, I, and I'm not kissing anything. Well, you're never going to get, you know, the, you, you, well, I had to. I kissed a lot of slugs, and what? I'm still single and <laughs> unmarried. Ain't no prince. Where's my prince? I I don't think we're talking about slugs anymore. <laughs> oh, well, I've kissed a lot of those. And I wouldn't say, like, a prince came out, but, like, I had a good time. <laughs> oh yeah this is an explicit podcast you're happy friday <laughs> uh, so they donated <laughs> usc's hugh m uh they donated it to the their moving image archive and archivist archivist i was like who's an archive archivist uh, I think archivist, archivist. Is, I think archivist is right Ooh, i've I would want to be an archivist, but I not an like archivist. I think an archivist is actually... I'm going to have to look it, that up. It sounds up. like, you know, like an archaeologist. Also, it also might be like my bougie side. I say aunt instead of aunt. Oh, you are bougie. Mm, say yeah. Aunt, aunt Maria. Aunt Maria. That's what I say. Yeah, I say aunt. Oh, we're bougie. That's we are bougie. Louisiana. Yeah. Because my family's in Louisiana. I, Long A's, oh, y'all. Long speaking, A's. Like, put a pin in this, but do you watch uh, Queen Sugar? I've watched the first season. I have to finish the rest okay. of it. But my girl from True Blood's on it, which is the reason why I have to finish <sighs> I mean, watching she's it. She's so good. And she plays like she's a queer woman on the show. I also stalk the heck out of her Instagram. If you do not follow her Instagram You're and her it wrong. beautiful fiance, is she fiance now? Are they engaged? I think so. She was, cause she was married to a guy and then they got divorced. And then, oh, she's engaged now to she, I, th- I believe she's engaged oh. um, to a beautiful chef. Picked her right back up. She hey, boo. Picked herself up by her bootstraps. Get yourself together. <laughs> um... Well, there's also speak. There was a guy who one of the the kid who there's a kid named his character's name is Micah on the show. Mm-hmm. The lighter skin, the half sister, her son. Mm, I yes. saw him in a show. The one who's got like the professional sports player daddy. Yes, got it. I saw him in a show. Well, I was staring at him in a show. He was 
He was in a show. And I kept being like, oh my God, I know that guy. Like, we we must have done a show together. And then I stayed for the post-show discussion. I like was like kind of like waving at him. And I'm like, I wonder why he's not waving at me back. I'm so proud of him. He's on Broadway. This is great. And then in the Q&A, I was like, I'll talk to him afterwards. In the Q&A, the guy was like, hey, and I just want to let you know, you're doing a great job on Queen Sugar. And I'm like, oh, that's how I know him. I've never met him. I just have looked at his face for like hours at a time. I really want to give you some kind of shade, some kind of side eye, make something punny, but I've done that. I do it. Before. I do it. I, I did have. it. I did it again. My friend, uh, Ashley Nicole Black, she's been on the podcast. She's so lovely. She's wonderful. And she's really funny. And she's le- she just filmed her last episode of Full Frontal. And I went and I watched her last show because mm-hmm. she's uh, going off to go do this black lady sketch comedy show. I think I can. It's with, been in the trades. With, with, with Tamron? I think like all the black lady sketch comedy ladies are all like Wait, coming together. Hall, right? Oh yeah, all yeah. of them. They're all coming everybody, together. Everybody is like, They're, oh, oh, we get, oh, we oh, get the, to do this now. Oh, the oh, host is a black. Okay, woman? all right, cool, we, cool, cool. okay, yeah. Uh, so I'm. I gotta. This is my notice. Okay, yeah. They this were, has been great. Everybody, thank you out. for the chance. I think Amber Ruffin is also gonna be up in the mix. Like it's just done. But I went to, and then so there was one of the correspondents was doing like the hype woman for the show beforehand. I'm sitting in the front row and I'm staring at her and I smile at her and I think I wave at her and so it made her think that she knew me. So sometimes it works. It's a dance. She came over and talked to me. It's a dance. And then she was like, "Oh, how have I met? How have I known you before?" And I'm thinking like, actually, I don't think we actually have met. Uh, I just have watched her face on. TV so many times so it's the New York dance though because it's it's unlike any other place in the world mm. where you walk out your house and you actually could and sometimes you gotta be polite because you know they're famous oh. famous and uh. they give you the look and they give you the head nod like Spike Lee's giving me the head nod a couple times yeah. because I live in Brooklyn yeah you see mm. him sometimes he's there yeah and you pass by and like he respects that you know who he is you head nod and you keep walking and, you just keep and then it, sometimes the person is not that that famous mm. and you're like do I know them in real life? Do I not know them in real life? Should I know them in real right. life? I don't remember their name. Oh. It's a dance you do. Yeah. Well, I actually, sometimes I, I mean, it's hard in this industry, like you meet so many people all the time. I went to the guitar center to pick up these new mics for you. And Lovely mixer. mics. And uh, I walk in and the guy's like, hey, and I'm just thinking he's being very friendly. Apparently I know him and he's like, eventually I piece out how I do know him and, uh, but I, it turns out that I knew him. It's he was very, so gave me a hug. Hard. I was like, the people at Guitar Center are so friendly. No. Oh, back to something good, Negro Kiss. <laughs> Long tangent. So um, they were hella shocked to receive this. They were just like, what? This is amazing. I think it came in a, it came in a garbage bag because it was a bunch of film, a lot of film like oh, reels wow. were all together. And so the uh, archivists who were archivisting away to sort of figure out like what was they were archiving and they were trying to see what was what and they discovered it as they were archive archiving archiving <laughs> they were archiving the work i i will archive i will archive you my new hits pop single uh so in something good what makes it distinct uh the archivist <laughs> do you know, i don't think that's what it is but i'm going with it the archivist, i just enjoy it now I i'm do not too. even sure if it's right but i feel bougie yeah, and educated tweet at me i know i uh, but do you know uh, ever the archivist <laughs> it's okay they're gonna the comment on the show is gonna be like it was a really great show but he kept saying 
archivist. archivist. But people then they'll type it as archivist, and people will be like, "Okay, he pronounced it correctly." See, so mm. you can't get me, kids. You can't get me with all your comments. Uh, so he says, "What makes it distinct from anything that was filmed at the time was that there they had expressions of joy and affection and intimacy between two African Americans." It was just unheard. It just didn't happen yeah. at that time. It was usually white actors in blackface. Um, yeah, so that was like it was, and, and I guess also like not black actors also in blackface. They're like, you're not black enough. We gotta get you. Don't how will they really know that you're black? But they're also just it's so lovely and the energy is just so good. It's beautiful. We're gonna link it. And so apparently this was also made by a white producer, and they actually made it for white audiences. So already just doing the early, they're like, I have power and privilege, and I want to help change and shape the narrative because that's what we do as storytellers like you were saying earlier the director producer who is essentially helped to shape the middle class because it's like when you visually can see something Mm -hmm. you're able to view people sometimes we need to see it to be able to believe it first yeah and so that's what you know tv and film and movies are allowed allow us to do it's 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 the the job yeah it allows us to be able to see what is possible Mm -hmm. um you know that's why it's you know i feel like there's going to be a surge of women surgeons because of you know Grey's anatomy and like women of color being surgeons you know we also have to shout out new amsterdam they're doing a good job haven't peeked into it yet so uh, my favorite girl who played one of the companions on doctor who oh yeah yeah who was also on since eight. Oh, oh hi is an oncologist oh bless it i love it okay is an oncologist but also she's got like her hair with the braids and the dreads and she's an oncologist and she's a single black woman and they let her keep her accent i'm wonderful all of that okay i'm here for it but but i think you make a really good point right like we auto priminger for what you agree or what you don't agree with her who him who did carmen yeah with dorothy dandridge Mm. um that changed how people could see yeah. black women on screen. Right. Um, when you you look at these concepts of it being the first time and it being the first time that a black woman was nominated for an Academy Award yeah. since being nominated as a mammy. Right. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I, I think... It's it's just this conception of how do you change the narrative and yeah. keep changing it. Yeah. So I'm and that's glad what, we get to that's see what it. we do and we're busting through these doors right now. Um, also highlighted in this article, it's talking about uh, popular movies at the time were things that like these movies constantly just showed like shitty stereotypes of like black folks, mm-hmm. like the movie Watermelon Contest. But you can only guess what that one's about. Like who's like I need to make a movie about. My idea of black people eating watermelon. Not to be confused with apple bottom. Yeah, right. Very much so. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. You know, I you know, I came to this realization like I well like everybody loves watermelon, so like back the fuck off. Like everybody loves watermelon. It's not just black people who love watermelon. Like even everybody does. Bougie hipsters in Brooklyn love watermelon juice. Everybody loves watermelon. Four dollars a bottle and fried chicken. It's just a thing that people like. And you know what? There's some black people who don't like watermelon and fried chicken. So get your movie out of my face. I the movie I read a like description of it. You go to IMDb. There's like one reboot review of it. <laughs> It's funny. It's they aren't like in praise of it, which is you never know with some of these commenters. Uh, they're like, there's not much to it. Just two African American men competing with each other, like the title describes. So that's the movie. Um, 
And yeah, so in honor, I just wanted to, you know, bring this up as, you know, we've been, and you know, it's such a revolutionary act, like even back then, super revolutionary to so just two black people and loving each other because black love is so revolutionary. Um, black love at peace, black love mm. that's not in turmoil, black love that mm. isn't, you know, it, it's funny because I was talking to you earlier about the fact that I did my thesis mm. in college on black comedies. Yeah. Because it's really the only time you got to see us on TV in the beginning. Yeah. And when you look at Beulah, which was the first time a black woman was in the title of a show. Right. Um, where she had to overeat to to stay at that weight and all this thing. She had a boyfriend, mm. but she was kind of asexual, mm-hmm. and he basically was not the brightest crayon in the box and worked in the garage. It's just like this whole weird, non-romantic coupling yeah. of black people, or the hypersexualization yeah. of women um, into the Jezebel character. Yeah. And I think it's just interesting because it also reflects back on this concept of turning black men into something dangerous yeah. and not allowing them to be full human beings yeah. within relationships yeah. or they're docile and lazy. Right. There's just never this medium where they could just Exists. Exist, yeah, yeah. Always has to serve some other purpose that is usually some sort of like white narrative of some sort, mm-hmm. and that's why it's just so great and beautiful to see again these two black people just loving each other. And uh, Doctor Gates says, uh, I just randomly pulled this quote at the end, and people are like, "Who the fuck is Doctor Gates?" I'll link the article, and you can figure out who the fuck Doctor Gates is for yourself. So I haven't eaten in a while, so <laughs> I think I'm getting hangry. Both sees a little hungry but dr gates says i think absolutely black love is revolutionary i think that if you're talking outside of the realm of film and television the idea of black people being loved and loving each other and being treated as whole and valuable human beings who are deserving of love and care and affection is sadly still a fairly novel idea to many people mm-hmm. and so it's like you you know how long ago was this you know negro kiss and how we're still fighting to have beautiful representations of us you know that's why if bill street could talk it's such a really really beautiful movie of just it's such a beautiful movie of just a a black family uh dealing with a situation and and it's so it's it's such it's filled with so much love and even like the way that it's shot you can just feel there's such love and appreciation for james baldwin's words Mm. um i think it just the essence of the movie is just so much it's so much love and you just walk out feeling like love for black people and also like the like prison system is still fucked up and these things still happen um so go check that one out love yourself i'm so excited because i was just like sitting here just like entranced watching you talk because you're so excited about this and i (laughs) love seeing people like enjoy a topic yeah yeah enjoying it up well so there it is. Uh, go, you can easily go watch this film. It'll take you just a minute, and uh, don't wear blackface while you do it. Yeah, you should probably never wear blackface. Good point. <sighs> There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic! Because it's the, the words word bi- for biography biology. and picture. If you... All right, that is enough! 
Ahoy, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the host of the newly rebooted podcast, formerly known as International Waters, designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree. the end of the show it's the end of the show i like to really sing a lot of the things here on the show they can't see me dancing but i just did a oh dance. Like yeah my neck just did like the next the it neck was, jig you know it was like the neck jig yield neck end jig of the show it's the, the end, end of, of the show, show. Mm. uh first and foremost <laughs> enjoyed having you here you're just such a fountain and wealth of fun amazingness and knowledge so Awesome. Thanks, Boo. And because of you, Minority Corner got new mics because we were like, Ugh. <laughs> we'll, wait, we'll wait until we have company, guys. <laughs> that was exactly it. Let's bring out the good China. Uh, bring out the good mics. And then... Seriously, all of our parents have done it. All, all the time. And then didn't know how to use the work the mics for like the first half of the show. But then it got better. If you stuck around to the end, mm-hmm. listen to us now. Isn't this good? Mm. Hey, look like, at those even levels. Look at that. Butter mm. in your ears. You're welcome. <laughs> I, how can they, where can they see you next? How can they follow Ooh. and see what you do? Like all of the things. All well, the things. you can check me out at AngeliqueRoche.com. That's mm. A-N-G-E-L-I-Q-U-E-R-O-C-H-E. Mm. Uh, I am also on Twitter at Angelique Roche. Oh, and oh, yeah. I'm on the grams. Okay. At A underscore G-E-L. I-Q-U-E. Wonderful. I love that you kept it all like the same in branding. I try. I, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Panagos. Am I saying his last name right? Yes. He, I used to be on Instagram at James Arthur underscore M and he was like, get rid of that underscore. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I <laughs> did. Now I'm just at James Arthur M. But this isn't about me. <laughs> yeah, I already know. But isn't it? Mm, good question. Um, and then, is there any words of wisdom you'd love to leave for the corner kids? Well, um, no matter how <laughs> fun it seems, uh, no matter how much you think mm. it may be appropriate, uh, no matter how you think that your skin needs just that little something, mm-hmm. please don't do blackface. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stop. Stop. Snap. Not today, not tomorrow, not on a train, not on a plane. What about in a year from now? Not on a boat, not with <laughs> a goat. Just ah, don't do it, Sam. I am. Just, oh. just walk away. Ah, ah, ah. I love it. Uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. I wonder. We should. We need to write a children's book because clearly, folks don't know. And uh, start them young. I just want to thank you, Angelique, for being here on the show. I also would like to thank our wonderful editor, uh, Woody. Good luck with all the editing, sound, <laughs> audio mishaps. I know you're going to make it sound amazing. And a big thanks to Brownout for supplying the music. And a big thank you to all of the listeners out there. Uh, Thank you for listening to Minority Corner because together, oh, we say this part together, we're the majority. Oh. We're the majority. majority. Way to just jump right in there. I, you know. High five. I feel accomplished. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.